Welcome to Navigating Betrayal Live webinar, podcast, and YouTube channel. I'm your host, Kaylee Dunn, betrayal navigation coach, betrayal trauma therapist for over a decade, actually 11 years now, and admin of this free group, Humans Navigating Betrayal. Stick around for a short Q&A at the end if you're joining here in the Facebook group. Today, I'll answer this question. How can I tell the difference between anxiety and intuition? This question comes up all the time because how often are you told, trust your gut, trust your gut. You should just trust your gut. You ask a question on a Facebook group or um, within within your community with a family or friend, and they say, trust your gut. And you think, gosh, I don't even know what that means. Or maybe you have trusted your gut and it what you thought was your gut and you got really stuck. So we're gonna answer that question, how to tell the difference between anxiety and intuition. Um, Before I talk about that, I wanna remind everyone listening that coming up soon is our um, Empower You Retreat that's going on near Kansas City, Kansas. And it's gonna be amazing. Um, It's mostly going to be comprised of people who belong to our Facebook group here, Humans Navigating Betrayal. It's going to be four days. Literally everything you need to know to navigate betrayal is going to be comprised in those four days. And it's not going to just be sitting and lecturing. We're going to be doing hands-on activities um, and uh, nights on the town. So many things that are really geared toward helping you feel empowered, knowing how to trust your intuition, um, regulate your nervous system, set boundaries, make changes in your life, understand your thought processes, and um, really take control of yourself. And in addition to that, connect and feel supported by just an amazing community of kind-hearted um, people who get it, you know, who've been through betrayal themselves, like myself and Kendra, um, and also all of the other women that will be at that betrayal healing retreat. So if you have more questions, please reach out. We have a couple more spots available, and that's going to close within the next mm, probably 10 days. So if you're interested, reach out and let me know today. Okay, so back to that question. How to tell the difference between anxiety and intuition. Um, So as you know, I like to answer one question by answering a bunch of other questions because really what we need to do most of the time is define our terms. Um, It's one of my favorite things to do because in our culture and in society, we use a lot of language to describe things. Um, And that's fine. I'm not nitpicking anyone's language or how they talk, but we often can use words to describe things and we're not totally accurate about what we mean. And so, you know, you're welcome to speak however you want, but make sure that when you're really getting brass tacks down to the nitty gritty for your own life, that you're defining, okay, what am I actually struggling with? What am I actually dealing with? And what are some steps I need to take for those struggles? So here are the questions, the other questions or definitions that we're going to talk about. One is what is fear? Two, what is anxiety? Three, what is your intuition? 
And four, why does it matter? So those are the four things we're going to be covering in really answering this question, how to tell the difference between anxiety and intuition. Because I think once you can define and feel in your body what those are, you're going to start to notice the difference. Okay. So fear is an emotion, but it's also a biochemical and neurobiological response. So there are things happening inside your body, outside of your control as a response to a threat or a perceived threat. And it's an emotion. So emotions aren't bad. If you don't know that yet, emotions aren't bad and they're not your enemy. These biochemical and neurobiological responses in your body, not bad, not always your fault. The actual emotion or the feeling that's happening inside of you that we call fear, um, it just happens. And again, that can happen in response to an actual threat, one that you see, you know, is coming towards you. For example, if you were walking down the street and a big dog started to just snarl with its hackles up and it's biting and foaming at the mouth and snapping at you, you're going to feel fear. There's nothing you can do to be like, I'm fine. I'm okay. Your body is built to keep you safe. And so you're going to have this fear response. It's going to have an automatic fear response. If the dog, if you're in physical danger, odds are good. You're going to have more than just an emotion come to, you're probably also going to have some biological things happen. Like you take off, you run, you might try to hit the dog, right? Some of those fight or flight responses are probably going to kick in in addition to that feeling of fear. But another time you might feel fear, um, you might be, um, in a group of people in a class of some kind, and someone calls on you and immediately you, you have that fear response. I'm put on the spot. Everyone's focused on me. What? And, and I feel you know nervous about that. In reality, you're not actually, there's no threat, right? You're, you're not actually going to be harmed. However, if in your past you were put on the spot, maybe in a classroom, is a child, you were put on the spot to answer questions, or someone laughed at you, or you were afraid you were going to be rejected, that there's a perceived threat there that may trigger that fear. Um, where maybe somebody else who loves public speaking or loves to talk is like, oh, pick me. I want to talk. I want to answer that question. They don't perceive that same situation as a threat, but it's still it can be still fear-inducing for you or someone else, you know, it's, a, that's a common thing for people to have fear about. Um, so fear is a pure emotion based in reality. Um, it's based in what we already know and what has happened or what has happened in the past that's being triggered in the present. Um, and so it's based in something that's tangible. Anxiety there's two different ways to think about anxiety. There's the diagnosis, the mental health condition, which I'll talk through a little bit. And I'm not diagnosing anyone here. Although yes, I have been a therapist for over a decade. Uh, anything you read or listen to me on social media, YouTube, web webinars, podcasts, anywhere, it's not a diagnosis um, and is strictly educational. Um, and if you think, gosh, maybe I have anxiety, this disorder, as I talk through the different experiences of anxiety, uh, maybe you'll want to reach out to a professional. So anxiety can be seen as an emotion, just a pure emotion of anxiety, 
or a diag a full diagnosis. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. As an emotion, anxiety is a fear response about a future possibility. And this is why it gets tripped up with intuition because sometimes intuition or premonition can, can be about the future, about what's gonna happen next, right? And often we rely on our intuition and our trust our gut in the present based on what our intuition is guessing will happen in the future. <clears throat> but sometimes it's our anxiety guessing, okay? So there's the diagnosis of anxiety and that is really the presence of the feeling of anxiety ongoing for two weeks to a month, depends on you know what you're looking at an ongoing experience of the feeling of anxiety, which I'll define in a second. And it causes dysfunction in your life. That feeling of anxiety can feel like um, nervous, restless, or tense. It can feel like having the urge to avoid things that might trigger fear. Having a difficult time controlling your worry. Again, this is the diagnosis of anxiety. Having a difficult time controlling worry. Worry. Uh, what, what worrying is, is all of those thoughts that you have about the future of what might happen, what might happen, what might happen, what if, what if, what if. Those negative what ifs. Um, you can experience GI problems. Have trouble sleeping. It's very common. Um, you might feel weak or tired have trouble concentrating, have increased heart rate, have, uh, if you're having panic, you'll have often sweating and trembling and, and hyperventilation where you're not able to get a good deep breath, um, or full hyperventilation like they show on TV. Um, there's this like sense of danger or panic or doom, um, and feeling nervous or restless. So there's all of these different experiences. You don't have to have all of them to have the diagnosis of anxiety, but you do have many of them for long periods of time without interruption, without like, oh, there was a trigger and I felt anxious about something. And then that trigger went away and now I'm fine. It's an ongoing physiological experience. Is that generalized anxiety anyway? Um, there's a lot of different types of anxiety. So if you're like, wow, I feel like all of those things a lot you may be experiencing anxiety as a diagnosis. And that might mean that you'd benefit from some therapy, some therapeutic support. But we can just have anxiety, the emotion that comes and goes. And every person on this planet, I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> Must me. Um, everybody on this planet is going to experience some anxiety at some point, right? To it's, it's a part of our built-in system to keep us safe that, okay, I experienced fear in the past. I experienced threat in the past. And now I'm like, I don't want to feel that again in the future. So my brain projects into the future. Don't do this, or don't be around this type of thing, or don't, you know, do X, Y, and Z in order to prevent me from either getting hurt or being afraid in the future. Someone in the group is saying, for me, it was the GI, the racing heart for years, like a mild racing that never got better, that turned into a real heart condition. Thank you so much for sharing that because the reality is 
anxiety, ongoing anxiety leads to long-term physiological can lead to long-term physiological struggles um, and with our body and um, conditions that really can hurt our body. And so, you know, I'm sitting here listing out words, but I know deeply and personally as someone who also has struggled with anxiety and needed um, psychological help at times for that, uh, uh, professional help with that, that this is real. And sometimes even talking about it can cause the, the anxiousness to creep up in our bodies and we want to avoid that. Um, and so, uh, I appreciate you sharing, um, in the, in the Facebook group, your experience, because this is something to take seriously and to be aware of. Um, and so, um, you know, that's kind of to give you, to give you some, some understanding of what the difference between fear is, which is in relation to a, a kind of obvious threat or um, a perceived threat kind of based on something we've been through before, but that has a tangible kind of under reason anxiety, which is a projected feeling of fear. Um, but again, normal, every human experience is the feeling of anxiety from time to time, probably on a regular basis. And then the diagnosis of anxiety, which is this ongoing pervasive feeling, um, that sometimes, as this person mentioned in the group, sometimes it's it goes on for years and <clears throat> you might kind of get used to it and think this is just how it is. I just struggle with sleeping and I just struggle with GI problems and I just have my heart race randomly and we kind of get used to that. And um, that can be something that may need to be treated um, in order to have a healthy physiological body and mind. So what does this have to do with your intuition? So um, in addition to um, anxiety being a normal day-to-day -day experience for all people, just having that emotion from time to time, it's also a part of your inner survivor system. Um, and so it's kind of your anxiety and your fear, both of them are kind of like alarm bells um, if you're in a home and you're probably going to hear me use this analogy a lot, if you're in a house and there's a fire, you want the alarms to go off. You want the alarm bells to tell you, and this is fear that there's something happening right now that I need to attend to in order to be safe. And that is that physiological feeling of fear. And that makes you know, just the heart racing, your stomach churning, um, your, your, um, breath, starts to be a little more shallow. The blood is going to your extremities. So you might have cold hands and feet, but sweaty hands and feet, all those different experience, physiological experiences and emotional experiences with fear and anxiety are there to help us protect ourselves. And so those alarm bells go off um, in the present for fear or even projected into the future for anxiety um, for a reason. If we didn't have anxiety, if we didn't project fear into the future, then when we had a test to, to study for, maybe we wouldn't. <laughs> or uh, maybe we would go like, yeah, I think it'd be a great idea for me to bungee or jump out of an airplane without a parachute, right? There are some things that it really helps protect us. Um, so maybe so obvious we don't think about um, or go places that are not safe um, because I just don't have any worry about that. I don't think about, oh, what might happen if? And so 
it's really great for us to be able to um, uh, have this fear and anxiety, these alarm bells um, to make sure that we know, oh, there's a fire. You need to attend to that. That's a problem. Um, and so we're not saying, when I say, you know, what's the difference between anxiety and intuition? I don't mean to say that one is bad and one is good. That anxiety, the emotion of anxiety or the emotion of fear is wrong and intuition is right. These are actually two parts of you um, that are can work together to get you where you need to go. So let's talk about the part you guys really want to hear about, and that's intuition. <music>